Ask the Podcast Coach for April 25th, 2015. Hey, that's the wrong button. Let's get ready to podcast. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. Oh, it's Saturday morning and it's live. What are you going to do? Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am Dave Jackson, sporting my brand new School of Podcasting t-shirt. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, and uh, joining me as always, the one, the only, the magnificent Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going? Greetings, Dave. Always a uh, ego boost to get an introduction by you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're just catching us, we are at... And we're actually there this week, which is nice. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And that's where you will find um, the um, the chat room. You'll find the video. You'll find a audio player there. We have like 37 different ways to consume the podcast. And uh, I forgot to press the record button on my recorder. All right. It is a good Saturday morning. But uh, we're glad to have you. And uh, we are here every Saturday morning. And uh, do we have a problem with the YouTube thing? I see in the chat room. Yeah, you titled it four fifteen fifteen instead of four twenty five fifteen, ah. which is the date today. So people are thinking it's last week's or two weeks ago or whatever. No, that's the right one. So okay. just click on it. It's four fifteen. Just click on that one. Yes. Of course, they can't hear me say that. <laughs> All right. Apparently, I'm. Uh, I need more coffee. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Something. There's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of things to do. But, uh, yeah, we're all, at this point, now we're kind of like, all right, now that New Media Expo is over, now what? And you're like kind of back to that, uh, that daily grind of uh, finding content and connecting with your, uh, your peeps and your audience and trying to use some of that skill. That's really one of the things that I, I did for a while there is I kept ordering courses, you know, different uh, Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever um, I'm a member of uh, Platform University. I, I bought Daniel J. Lewis's SEO for podcasters. I watched one of those on the plane, but it really doesn't do any good to buy any training if you if you don't take the time to actually a watch it and b then implement it. And so yeah, you, you you've got to actually use what you learn, right? Hey, let me ask you this: What right. are the two or three things you learned at Podcast Movement? What was the or at uh, at the we, New Media Expo? What did you what What did you take away? Not from running a conference, not from not that stuff. And I know your time was limited, right? Yeah. Because you couldn't make it. But one or two things maybe about podcasting that you learned while you were there? Um, one of the things that, that came up kind of in on both areas as, as a person running the conference, but also from listeners, is don't do a bait and switch. You know, people will say, hey, on today's show, we're going to talk about the brand new Audio-Technica, blah, blah, blah. And then either A... You talk about it way late and you barely talk about it. You know what I mean? You kind of like, you don't stick to the subject. Um, I, I've heard that. I kind of, I, I have a thing in my head that I just want to say, let's blow up the blueprint. Because I, I think we kind of have, maybe that's it. Because so many people, you have those people, like I just listened today, um, a new podcast about podcasting from the guys over at Rainmaker.fm. It's called The Showrunner. And I actually contacted the guy and I said, Please quit putting this out. And he said again that you have, you guessed it, eight weeks to be in new and noteworthy. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. You you have eight weeks to be in there as new. You can be noteworthy anytime you want. Case in point, blah, blah, blah. Here's why I think this. And I was just like, oh, I'm so tired of. And he was saying, of course, that you have to have three shows to launch, which I've we've proven wrong. It doesn't help. Yes. You know, so I just kind of want to go, can we? You know, we're all trying to do the best practices and follow a recipe. But in the end, I just want to go, you know, it, it just blow it up and do your own thing. Like I heard a great interview with Jared Easley uh, from Podcast Movement. And I was talking to him a little bit and, and he is kind of the same thing. It's like, um, I, I think Chris Ducker, I haven't heard the, uh, the the session yet, but he basically says, quit, quit being so blanking lazy and come up with something on your own. I thought that was an interesting line uh, that, um, you know, we're all kind of trying to follow a recipe and I don't know. I, I, I think we do need to kind of change it up a little bit and, and maybe try something of your own. But Jared did a thing where instead of interviewing somebody, he went, you know, everybody's doing an interview show. So he has, if, if he knows somebody 
He will then bring on that person as a guest and somebody who knows the guest. And he said, um, he just did it just to be different. He says, now the other thing he didn't think about it, but it is true is he's growing his network by two. He now gets to know two people. And, uh, you know, to me, I'm just kind of like, I think we need to, um, to do that. And, uh, I kind of, you know, when in doubt, just try something new and, uh, and see what it works. And, yeah. Yeah. So no, I think that's a, gr- I think that's a great idea in the sense of just, you know, expanding the horizons, do something different. Uh, you know, li- like you said, add that extra guest, um, you know, try posting somewhere else, try and do something unique yeah. and different. You know, we got a great, we have a great platform here yeah. uh, to do that. We've, over the last couple of weeks, we've, we've been using uh, Meerkat or Periscope to broadcast our pre-show live. So as you're setting up, you know, go live on Periscope and talk to the Periscope audience, inviting them to come to your podcast, right? It's a great, it's a great tool to, uh, to do just those kinds of things. And you can kind of interact with them. And Mike Weger, my co-host, uses it really, really well. And so it's just, you know, it's something different. It's something new. I, I just interviewed Katie Lindendahl who's kind of a Good Morning America ESPN tech pundit. She's a girl geek, you know, uh, it's super smart. And, uh, and she, had, she had been talking a lot about Meerkat and Periscope and the stuff she's been talking about. So it's kind of fun. This conference I was at this week, we did that. We, we broadcast some of those things via Periscope. And it's just fun to try something new. You got a great avenue to do it. Just, just get out there and do it. Yeah, that was one of the things. I think I'm done with that show, the, the whole podcasting for free, because I kind of did it and, did the experiment, but that was one of the things I kind of liked about that was um, I I use Audacity. I'm not a master of it by by any means because I, I use mainly Audition. But I went back and I had to use Audacity because I had to use free tools to make the show, and so just that kind of got me out of my comfort zone. And I was using different platforms and different stuff, and I had to learn a whole bunch of different stuff, and uh, kind of liked it that way. It was like, okay, this is I'm I'm learning something new. And, uh, you know, anytime you learn to me, that's, that's growth. Um, and, uh, so that it is something that's like, okay, now how can we, how can we do this? I've, I've heard some great, I've heard most of the stuff I've learned about the show. I learned from other people who are sharing their reflections, you know, and a lot of it was just, I don't know if anything really came out that was earth shattering. You know, a lot of it was like, um, you know, you only have so many seconds at the beginning of your show. And um, Mark Ramsey, I guess, said this, who's a, a very forward-thinking radio guy who kind of knows that the writing is on the wall. And he said, the one thing that podcasters uh, don't take advantage of is with radio, you're always tuning in in the middle. That's why they're always saying, you know, you're listening to AskThePodcastCoach.com. Join us at AskThePodcastCoach.com slash live. Why? Because somebody might have tuned in in, you know, the last, uh, you know, uh, 10 minutes. So they might not know that. And he said, with podcasts, you, you do not tune in to the beginning. You don't tune into the middle of a podcast. And he goes, so take advantage of that beginning because that's something that, that we don't, you know, as radio people, they don't have. And I was like, oh, that's a kind of a, a cool point. And um, Rob Walsh did something. I, I can't wait to find his session. And he actually showed, like, how much you can expect to get from new and noteworthy. And, you know, people think it's, you know, 5,000 downloads. It's this huge tsunami of traffic. And it was like, and again, 350 is not a small number, but as much as people go crazy over it, it wasn't the thousands of numbers uh, that, that a lot of people think because um, his show was in new and noteworthy. He had a, he has a new Kansas city startup podcast or something like that. And he got in new and noteworthy. So he was able to, to see the before and after and, and that whole nine yards. And he said, you know, and I think a lot of that depends on your, your niche. Cause I know, um, I had a client that was doing a health related show that a got new and noteworthy, uh, with one episode. She didn't have three. Um, and, uh, she had really good content and it did give her a spike of about a thousand people, thousand downloads. But, uh, you know, it's definitely new and noteworthy is, is definitely a great place to be, but he was kind of saying it may not be the be all end all that you, yeah. uh, you think. And yeah, it, I, I had one of my feeds hit that just recently, new noteworthy, mm-hmm. and it's been an established show. So this is not, um, you the know, I'm, this thing. is a show in the 200s, right? And it's a feed that's been out there a long time. Now it's been out there longer than eight weeks. And uh, and I was doing, you know, the the feed was doing somewhere between, as I look at the media fire numbers here, five, six hundred maybe, 
on the feed and then it jumped to 2,500 while it was in New and Noteworthy. And then the last three weeks, the feed is 328, 546, 627. So you, it, it went right back, right? Yeah. And, then, and I'm sure I picked up some new folks. I know that I've been getting some emails from some new folks lately and folks joining the newsletter and some of those little ticklers that you know you're getting new listeners. And so I've, I did get a few off it. But do you get hundreds? I, I'm going to say I doubt it unless you're one of those. And, and by the way, when we think of like NPR and stuff, they throw money at advertising. So these, what's going to change in podcasting over the next three or four years as the big boys jump in this is they have massive capital for advertising and most hobby podcasters don't. So you want to grow your audience? You, need to sp- you could grow it by spending thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on national advertising campaigns. You want to do that, you'll grow your audience. But most people don't have that kind of capital, right? Yeah. That's going to be what it's going to take is getting, you need to buy spots places. You need to get on, you know, uh, you need to get on places to advertise. I've seen NPR advertise themselves all over the place recently. Yeah. That's what it takes to grow those numbers sometimes to the big, you got to spend money. Yeah, and a lot, hey, if you're, if you're not willing to spend $20 on hosting, yeah. <laughs> guess what? You're <laughs> not, you know, geez. Yeah. The, uh, uh it's 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 like number eighteen on the list of things to to do is uh, yeah. investigate Facebook advertising because I've heard great oh, things yeah. about it because you can get super targeted and all sorts right. of fun little tricks but it's like yeah that's that's after you know there's blah 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 like number nine is rewrite the book number like twelve is audio yeah I got all sorts of things to do but uh, now yeah. no for sure hey can I uh, quick announce can I make a couple quick announcements real absolutely. Quick? So, and this is related to what we do. So I've gotten the guys from Clamor. We've talked yes. about them for the last two weeks or three. Uh, I got the guys from Clamor to come on Home Gadget Geeks. So Thursday night, May 28th, live. I'll re-record these as well. But we'll have the guys from Clamor on to talk about their service on Home Gadget Geeks. So that'll be fun uh, to have them on. And then um, Dan had asked, I talked about Clamor, or I talked about Periscope and uh, Meerkat just a minute ago. And Dan asked, not, not familiar with those, how would I use them? So Basically, all they are, they're available only on iOS at the moment. And uh, basically, they're, it's just instant streaming from your phone uh, in its one way. It's comp- I shouldn't say completely, but it's pretty much asynchronous. You're sending video out on a stream. People can then, through those apps, watch it on their phone. They, there's a, there's a uh, web app, too, where it kind of works, but most people will watch it on their phone. Then they can chat to you. You can talk back to them. So brand new, uh, I shouldn't say brand new, just uh, Meerkat was launched at South by Southwest. Periscope is owned by Twitter. They're just video tools, right? And, and they're catching some popularity right now. So the numbers are pretty big. When I go live, I have 25 or 30 people check out my stream instantly when, when I go live because it's a new thing. I don't think those numbers are going to stay around very long. But it's, and I don't try and post it on the site. I don't try and make it another player out there. It's it's uh, um, purely trying to reach people on those platforms and having this video conversation. That's one way. It's me talking to them. So you can check them out. They've been super hot. So if you're, there's lots of information, lots of folks using them. Periscope or Meerkat, M-E-E-R. Periscope is just like it sounds. M-E-E-R-K-A-T. Check those out. on If you have an iPhone, check those out. And uh, lots, of, lots of stuff going on around them. A good little evangelism tool. No guarantees. You got to work it just like anything else. Right. I've... Uh... I'm still addicted to clamor. Uh, in That's fact, cool. I'm in. I've been kind of talking back and forth with uh, David Silverman, and um, I believe they're going to make me an editor because oh, sweet. They, he's been listening to my stuff. He goes, "Man, he goes, he goes. What's interesting about your clamors?" I'm like, "Well, that he goes. It's rarely you. Like, I found a really cool clip from Ice T and a you know uh, Brian, um, the guy from FM uh, Brian Clark uh, had some cool stuff where he was talking about." You know, it, it takes a good six months of consistency at least to build an audience. And uh, so anytime I hear stuff, I'm like, ooh, podcasters should hear this. And on one hand, I'm kind of like, hey, it's not coming from me. So I'm not the only one saying this uh, yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, I, I try to find funny bits in my show yeah. that aren't necessarily on topic that I put in those 18 seconds. And they've they've been kind enough uh, to make me a featured podcaster out nice. there on Clamor. So that that is both the... Gallup webcasts and uh, and the uh, the average guy stuff are both featured, so it's pretty cool. Again, it's just another tool, right? Is it going to? You know, I don't know if I've seen that much of a bump from it. To be honest with you, right. it's not like all of a sudden my numbers 
went through the roof, but it's another thing. It's a hustle thing. It's a, yeah. a thing you should do if you want to hustle your show. Yeah, I haven't checked it yet. I, I probably will later on today. Uh, I want to look at my stats to see if I have, you know, any kind of, again, I'm expecting single digits from Clamor. I, I don't know if they're going to show up or not, but it'll be interesting to see. And um, I did time myself because I get, I mean, I when I make a Clamor, I'm like, it's like a work of art in my in my world. And it took me like three minutes to uh, to make one. Uh, Mike Dell had a really cool clip where he said over in Norway, they're shutting down FM. And I was like, really? And so it, it allowed me, because I actually brought him his clip twice and took the first beginning and then like the part where he was actually explaining some of the details and said, there you go. And and I guess that's the part that I still kind of scratch my head on because uh, what if Mike doesn't want me to share his stuff? You know, that's that's the part that I'm still kind of going, I think it's cool and by all means, clamor me to death um, because I'm always, I always put a link to the direct MP3. So if somebody goes, oh, that's cool, they can click on it and listen to it. Um, but I'll be interested to, uh, I, I'm waiting for the person that says, Hey, um, I want them to get that from me. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that anybody would be yeah. that weird. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a fun platform, yeah. you know, to do. Uh, Dan uh, Kramer and I are going back and forth a little bit in chat. You know, we were talking about Meerkat Periscope, mm-hmm. their iOS apps only, and he's an Android guy. I think as a podcaster, you have to be cross-platform. In other words, you not only do you need to know Windows, but you need to know Mac. Not only do you need to know Android, but you need to do, need to be iPhone. Yeah. Um, if you don't have those devices and you're serious about podcasting, you need to go buy one. Yeah, I mean, I need, you need to go out and get a you need to get an iPod Touch, or you know, get an old iPhone. Pick it up. You can get an unlocked IS, you know, or a, a five or whatever. I think you need to know what your users are experiencing. I mean, on my desk right now. I have an iPhone right here, <laughs> plugged in is my Android right here, standing next to me is my Windows phone right here. I, I, I'm, I know what happens on all three platforms. So as I'm thinking about how to reach my audience, I'm not just saying, well, it's just my Android folks. And Dan, I'm not picking on you. I'm just, it's one of those things to say, I think it's smart. If you want to hustle your audience, right? This is one of those hustle things. I, th- I think you need to know so what's going on in all those ecosystems? And I know, again, I know it's expensive, right? I get that. But find ways to not make it expensive. You know, go buy you stuff. None of my Mac stuff. I mean, it's sitting right here. This is a G4. This is an old Mac that I've been holding on to. I do need to replace it. But I've got a Mac. I help people on Mac from time to time, even though I'm a Windows MVP. I think you just need uh, you, right. you, you need to expand. When we talk about that, you need to expand your experience by putting yourself in a situation. I think you have a Mac mini and you're on windows, right? Yep. I got a Mac mini sitting right there. That way I can play in garage band for the person that needs that. Um, For podcast coaching, you need to know those things. And I think it would be smart for us, especially in the terms of, of understanding your listener and what experiences they have and how to exploit those kinds of things. Yeah. You should find a way to be on those platforms. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of getting, um, I have an old Kindle. I think I have like the Kindle two. You know, and then I usually just use the Kindle app on my Android or on my Android on my iPad. I'm, I'm really thinking of getting a Kindle Fire just so I have an Android platform, just so yeah, I can. It's a great way. Not cheap right now. Yeah, Man, they're fires. They're running them cheap all the time. It's like on, 99 on, bucks. I'm like, I think you can I, get a Kindle Fire phone now for like 150 dollars unlocked plus Prime for a year. Wow. So. You know, and that and that Prime that you get will extend your Prime. It's not like you know, hey, I already own Prime. Well, if you if you're a Prime member and you buy a Fire phone right now, they'll give you an extra year of Prime. So that really brings down the price. And that it's that's a way onto Android. Now it's a different kind of Android experience, but right. it's still being the same as podcasters. If you're going to be in the space, and I think if you're going to be serious about it, it's something you got to consider all those platforms that are out there and not not be. And again, Dan, I'm not picking on you. But we can't just say, well, I'm a Windows guy, right? That's, I'm sorry, if it's not going to be on Mac, I'm not going to pay attention. Well, you're going to miss, I think you're going to miss some things if you, if you do that. And I just think we have to be platform agnostic and support all the, all the platforms that are out there. So, Dan, please don't feel like I'm picking on you. Not, not, not trying to do that at all. But it's just a really good point, and I hear that all the time. Yeah. And uh, speaking of points of view, if you have one, feel free to uh, call in 347 347- 850-8007. Again, it's 347-850-8007. Open phone lines as we speak. Open line Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we do have, a, I, I did have a, a, an oldie but a goodie 
question that came in this week. And um, somebody said, can you help me with my feed? And I was like, uh, you know, sure, give me the name of your show. Uh, if you can, give me the link to your iTunes, and I'll, I'll kind of reverse engineer it. And I went over and looked at it, and um, they were using the iTunes, oh, order, I think is the name of it. And this is where you can actually tell iTunes. It's, a, it's kind of a somewhat newer tag. And so you can say, no, I want this show first, this one second. So maybe you're doing like a serialized, you have to listen to show number one first. You could do that. Well, when you run that through feedvalidator.org, feedvalidator.org was like, I have no idea what that is because it's kind of an older system. I ran it through castfeedvalidator.org. I need to double check that URL. I think it's castfeedvalidator.org. And it was fine. And I go, well, your feed's valid. It says it could use a little, you know, uh, love and, and tenderness here. It's, it's a little bit out of whack, but it was still valid. And um, to make a long story short, her feed was fine. And I go, well, why do you think it's, why do you think it's not working? And she goes, every time I go to it, I just get gibberish. And I went, oh, it's, it's always fun to, to, to hear the, the classics come back. Um, your RSS feed, I always use the analogy, you know me, I'm Mr. Analogy, um, of a player piano, right? You have those scrolls with just the dots in it. It's just gibberish. And when you put that into a, a piano, it then deciphers that into music. Your RSS feed is just a bunch of dots. It's just a bunch of gibberish, and it's not meant to – you're not supposed to read a player piano or scroll. That's, there's no music notes on it. It's not made for human eyes. And an RSS feed is really not meant for human eyes. And if you look at it in Chrome, I'm not sure about Safari – I don't think I don't think Safari knows what to do with it. I know if you look at a an RSS feed, if you put an RSS feed into Firefox, it will kind of translate it. But uh, yeah, I just told her I said, well, here's the thing: you're you're kind of painting with like an RSS feed is not meant to be viewed. Because she said, oh, I want to see where it goes, and I'm like, well, it goes to the RSS feed, and you're going to look at uh, at gibberish, basically. And I was so it was kind of cute to go. Oh, I remember when I used to do that. <laughs> Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why are all these? It's an, it's the it's really your raw XML is what it's looking at yeah. when yeah. So it does that. Mike Dell in the chat room says yes. Do, cast do we have feed, a better validator, Dave? Cast, is there a better what's castfeedvalidator.com. Oh, he's got a beard. I want to say Ken. Oh, I shouldn't know his name. I talk to him all the time. I recognize him. I want to say Ken, but I don't know his last name. Um oh that's gonna drive me nuts. Um, Glenn, thank you. I know it had an N in there somewhere. Ken, Glenn, Sven. It might have been Sven. No, it's Glenn from from Sweden. Yeah, he's he's the uh, he's the <laughs> Swedish. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's the guy behind Caspeed Validator. Glenn Bennett, thank you, uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity Podcast dot com, and uh, really good guy. And just kind of saw where Feed Validator, not to the point of like Feed Burner being out of date, but it doesn't know what to do with some of the newer tags. And I don't. I have no idea who's behind feedvalidator.org. I don't know who's you know monitoring that or doing that. Google, yeah, Google uh, is, and they're gonna. Oh, by the way, I heard a rumor they're gonna take it down. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of not knowing, well, actually, I know who's behind this. There is one. Uh, there's a new. Uh, oh, a new toy on the scene, shall we say? Uh, it is podcasts with an S. Dot com. That's right. Another free media hosting. And the interesting thing is when I went over there uh, a couple days ago, um, right there on the front page, none other than Adam Carolla. And I went, okay, which reminds me a lot of Podbean. Podbean did that thing. And yeah. what's interesting is the company behind them, they have a lot of really like obvious kind of URLs. And they, they say, well, we get tons of traffic. And I'm like, well, you owe podcast.com. I hope you can get some traffic out of that. A lot of people are probably trying that just for giggles. I did go over and sign up. Um, they have some interesting concepts that, um, uh, like, for instance, they have a thing. If you want to sell merchandise, like T-shirts and stuff, uh, you can do that. If you want to have a private, we've talked about this. If you want to have a private RSS feed, kind of like a subscription-based thing, they have that set up. Now, there's no documentation on how to do that. You just log into your account and here it is. Their stats are, you get a number like, well, that was the other thing. I uploaded my, uh, I uploaded a show into it and within like 10 minutes had five listens. And I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't promoted this anywhere. How did I get five people to click on a download that's only existed for about 10 minutes? So I am suspect of their stats. And um, the other thing that I went, ooh, 
and this is always a deal breaker for me, no redirect. And they want you to use your RSS feed and this is these are all the negative sites and there's no direct link to the MP3 file. So you basically have to send people to their website and use their RSS feed. And I went, ooh, that's, that's yeah, it's, I don't see anything about advertising. It's, so my guess is because you're driving all this traffic back to their website, they're hoping to uh, support it with ads. But uh, we will hold that thought as we uh, go to a phone call here. Ending at 8065, uh, you're on with Dave and Jim. What's your name and what's your question? Hey, Dave and Jim, this is Bill. Hey, how are you, buddy? I'll, I'll re- I'll recover from a new media exposition and national broadcasters association show. Awesome. That's good to hear. Hey, the first thing I know you were busy, That's Dave, okay. and uh, didn't get probably as round as much as you wanted, but I did want to say what my favorite episode was or two favorite things I did. Oh, cool. Yeah. One was I got in early to the FCC chairman's uh, keynote speech was up front. So I had that little VP, the pass. VIP pass. Yeah. And that was a re- that was really interesting to listen to that. All the things are happening. You know, the FCC took over the internet three weeks ago. I did not and, know that. Uh, they did talk about they talked about the FM channels. The forty one billion dollars are getting in licensing from the um, from the companies who provide us with iPhones or with uh, digital uh, signals for uh, cell phones. Hmm. And about AM and about the future of FM. FM is is going away in the United States eventually. They're going to use those repeaters and opening up the bandwidth. Interesting. So they talked about you know Europe shutting it down first. It was really good. That was my favorite part. Um, the second part was not so much going to all the shows this year, but just hanging around uh, the podcasters and talking to them in the common areas. That, that That's it. It sounds weird, but one of the biggest takeaways is always what happens in the hallways, you know, which makes me think we should just have a, a, a big event where we just have hallways and just, just all get together. And Well, you know, <laughs> the, the the parties were nice, but like uh, I did the on uh, Podcast Alley, it was nice to do a podcast. Just hanging around there and mm-hmm. watching people podcast and talking to them was you'll you'll meet everybody there. Yeah, yep. And and like I say, I know Rick's plan is to kind of get us all closer together next year. Um, we almost had a call this week. He's doing a, a show in Spain. Um, I think starting Monday, so he got out of one show and turned right around and went back into another one. So I don't expect to hear a lot from uh, Rick, but we, we do have a plan to sit down and, uh, you know, go in and uh, kind of do a, what can we do better next yeah. year and, and take all the feedback. We're getting a lot of feedback again, nmxlive.com slash eval if you went, but uh, well, that's good to hear. Well, I, I see you had a chat in the, in uh, you had a question yeah. in the what, chat about politics. Yeah. One last point for going to politics. Oh, sure. Uh, Jared Easley was talking about having a guest on. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that on steroids with uh, WP tonic. We, um, once a month, we have a Google Hangout. We have five panelists, and then we invite people onto it. We turn it into a podcast. Well, yesterday we had um, uh, Brian from uh, WP Rainmaker, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. we get we get amazing people on that show. And that's that's where techies came to me and actually have them local to act, have them help me with a podcast. So I got to meet all these WordPress folks, and um, we've got some of the top people on that show. But that's because of, of the podcast. You get those relationships. So that's all about relationship building. I think. Yeah, it is. That's really, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, you get paid in relationships when it comes to your podcast. It's not always about the uh, the money. So. so here's my question, and this is interesting. I have three shows, and I talk to different people about ideas. I say, well, how can, how can politicians use podcasting to help their campaigns in what way? And, and most politicians are clueless, and most of the Political parties. We just had a, a political party that I went to in uh, Reno, Nevada. It was a big caucus where they're voting in their new uh, chairman and all that for the um, Northern Nevada for the next two years. And most of them are older and they're clueless about podcasting. But that goes back to the question is, as the millennials are going to kick in and vote this cycle, how can, and got to think out of the box, but how can politicians use not just podcasting, but new media? Well, I, I Think would. That's actually tough. Yeah. I mean, for new media, to me, obviously, they should be on Twitter and Facebook and, and just have a place to interact with people. Uh, for podcasting, you know, it's kind of hard to say this is what I would what I would do. I, I know what makes good content. And the idea is you want to win over the people to get them to vote. That's your that's your goal. So for me, if I was a politician, I would talk about let's say I'm a senator. 
I'd talk about what's going on in the Senate. I would say, hey, here's what I did. You know, give them behind the scenes because I don't know what's going on with my senator. And I could say, hey, I heard over in, you know, District 9, we have a problem with this and that. So I'm working on this and I'm working on that. I called so-and-so. Uh, might even throw some people under the bus that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing to help my district um, so that people can see me that, hey, I am working for you. I am your uh, advocate for for bringing jobs and everything else like that. Um, if there was a new bill, I might explain that in English. You know, I, I would give a lot of behind the scenes stuff and just explain how this is why, you know, in, in customer service, this is why you want me here. And here's what I did. Here's what I voted on. I voted yes on this and here's why. Um, what would you do, Jim, if you were a politician? Oh, man, I think you can freaking kill it in this area of politics because the the passion around this stuff is so high. And I think, you know, the bloggers did this years ago, five, six, seven years ago. A lot of the uh, there was a ton of political blogs that it went in. I know a lot of guys that got caught up in that. And and so I think um, I, I really do think you can take podcasting to politics and just make it you know, one, if you want to debate, that's a great place to put it. Two, if you just want to inform. I mean, I think a, a, a politician who could use the niche of their constituency to give them information on a weekly basis. Hey, you want to you want to follow me and what's going on? I'm going to give you a weekly 20 minute update of what, what I'm doing in Congress or whatever. Right. From that standpoint. So, yeah, uh, Bill, I think politicians could kill it. And for the person who could go in now to your point, they don't know what they're doing. And then to be honest, they don't know, they don't want to know what, how to do this. They want to be politicians. I think for the person who could come in behind it and sell this as a service to them, man, uh, that, that could, I think that could be, that's something that could work. There's a, a, a thing, and I, I hate to use the word propaganda, but it is what it is. When you see a senator in jeans and a flannel shirt out in Iowa, it's called Just Plain Folks. That's the, that's the actual name of this form of, of advertising. And it's just showing, I'm just like you, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I put my jeans on one leg at a time and, you know, I'm, I'm working, I'm a working man just like you. And I, I could really see taking that strategy and putting it here, but also again, giving the behind the scenes and, you know, you're basically asking people for a vote. So prove to them, here's why, here's why I'm doing this. And I don't know that I would make it so much about, you know, uh, don't vote for Jim because he's a, a poopy pants, you know, and, and Jim calls Jim. Jim Collison is a poopy pants. You know, that whole, you know, with the, the negative ads kind of thing. Um, I would say more like here's why you should vote for me instead of don't vote for that guy. Um, because I, I think America to me, you know, what when is the what is it next November? We got to vote for president. You know, and, and no, Q16, you'll have you'll have primaries next yeah, year. That's the big year. Yeah. So Q16. I mean, come you know May, you know when we're about six months out. You know, Hillary Clinton is the devil. You know, it's like what? It's like uh, you know, and just another yeah, one. And then right you know, the uh, you know, Jeb yeah. Bush wets the bed. It's like what? You know, uh, you know. So how are you using those are good effects? I'm just I'm just putting my mouth over the microphone and talking in a deep voice. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, we're very expensive, you know, a very expensive filter that you're using yeah, there. David. They're called my hands. Just in, yeah, a, in, a, in a world where Hillary yeah, Clinton. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So, but that's how I would do it. That is really uh, good. We need to make a show. Yeah, that's, that's how I would do it. Um, Dave on uh, satirism and podcasting for politicians. What could be done? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's great. Awesome. Anyway, it's a, uh, it's a tough thing. Hey, one last thought is, now my my timeline success show. I interview a lot of folks. I talk to a lot of different people, but you know, a lot of Americans, and I, this is probably good or bad, really don't like politics at all. No, and you find that out from podcasting, because when I ask people that question, that question I just asked it. Oh, I stay away from politics. I hate politics. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. I was elected city council, and you will lose half your business if you own a business if you get into politics. If you're lo- the local level, it's a rough gig. Any way you slice it. Because everybody wants you to do something for them, and everybody can't win, so it's kind of tough. But one last thought: I'm sure in 216 that uh, people will be using podcasting for politics. Oh yeah, and probably some new and innovative ways. Yeah, I mean uh, Rob Walsh many moons ago, um, then Senator Edwards. This was before all the scandals. Uh, he was uh, helping Senator Edwards make a podcast. He had a chance to help this other senator from Chicago named uh, something Obama. Uh, and he thought it was a conflict of interest, so he just stuck with Senator Edwards. So he kind of backed the wrong horse there. But uh, 
Yeah. So. Well, I'll get off. Here's my last closing statement. I do have a show called Politics of Success. I only do it once a month, but it's by far my favorite show. And I'm going to try to make it better and better and better. I only have eight episodes. There's some good content in there. It's good for a politician to listen to it if they're running for the first time or ever before yeah. I talk about direct mail, parking. And, and what's We're the, really uh, working hard at developing website systems. It's politicsofsuccess.com. There you go. Beat me to it. Awesome. Thank you, Bill. See you, Bill. Take care. Have a good day. And ending in, uh, thank you for holding, ending in uh, 9268. Uh, you're on with Dave and Jim. What's your name and what's your question? Hello, Dave and Jim. It's Devorah. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, almost awake. I'm a, almost awake. Yeah. I love those effects. That was great. I was Thank wondering you. the filter myself. Yeah. It's these, these expensive so ones called hands. So, <laughs> I have a question about podcasting directories. Okay. All right. And so my question is, what are your thoughts in general about getting listed in podcast directories? And if you're a fan of this strategy, which directories do you recommend? Um. Directories or networks? Because there's. So let's talk about both and maybe both? what okay. the differences are, just so that our listeners know. You know, and we, Daniel, you should call in, buddy, because uh, he's got a network. Um, yeah, that would be very interested in yeah. that. He has well, like an amazing I, network. The essence of her question around, I, when you say podcasting networks, those aren't at all close to being directories. I mean, right. she's saying. How do we get? What, yeah. what do we think about adding our podcast to that directory? Well, the so big, let's talk about that. Yeah, that first. Was, yeah, the, that was my question was about directories, yeah. and I think another topic would be it would be interesting to talk about networks, but my question was about directories. Okay. Yeah, the biggies obviously are iTunes. That's the big gorilla still in the room. Uh, then Stitcher. Uh, tune in. And after that, I'm kind of like, meh. You know, you can make your um, – you have to go into Bing Web Tools to get your RSS ready for whatever the heck Microsoft is doing, which at this point is questionable. I think we're all a little confused by Microsoft. And then from there, um, I, uh, you know, I, I, you can go. What about the 411 and some of those other, like when we think about directories that are just lists of, you know, Blueberry has a directory. Yeah. Which they're getting ready to amp up, right? From that standpoint. You know, don't, don't you think, I mean, you got, if you, if you got to just be there on them, I don't think any single one of them with the exception of iTunes or maybe Stitcher is really, mandatory, but I, I think your your best, this goes way back to what we talked about early in the show. I, I think you just got to be there. You got to know that they're there. You got to be in there. I started uh, listing or I started putting my stuff on archive.org just as a, a not as a place to, to store it, but as a place for people to, you know, to get it. And that's a big directory, right? Archive.org is just a big, gigantic directory. So, Devorah, I think you got to get your stuff in every place. The drawback this is like I use, and I'm probably crazy about this, right? When I post a podcast, it goes to Mixcloud and Sound, Shout Engine and, and SoundCloud and, you know, all those other directories, small Podomatic, right? They go to these, these free, I try to make them as free as possible when I'm doing it. Am I getting huge numbers out of them? No, but you still need to be there. And guess what? A bunch of those aggregated together. And I, you know, I've got, I have more listeners than the average podcaster on all those services put together. So it's one of those kinds of things you're like, okay, yeah, you, you kind of need to be there. So it's just one of those things I think you need to do. Dave. One of the things you can do um, at the School of Podcasting, I have a tutorial on this, but there's, there's different software you can use. Even if it's just, you know, uh, Notepad or Microsoft Word, type up your description, have your iTunes URL, have your website URL, have your email address, have your name all the stuff that you're going to get asked a bazillion times, um, have a link, like upload your, your album artwork in like probably 1400 by 1400, maybe 600 by 600, maybe 300 by 300, because you're going to get asked for those different directories want different things. And instead of having to type this over and over and over and over, now you go to the next one. It's like, okay, enter your description, copy, paste, enter your website address, copy, paste. And that way you avoid typos. Uh, and, um, you can usually, I know um, Daniel ha- Daniel J. Lewis has uh, podcastplaces.com. Uh, Rob Walsh over at uh, uh, Podcast 411 has a directory of directories. Uh, and I usually go through there. Like, I'm not going to list my show in a Spanish, you know, education podcast because it's not a Spanish education podcast. And I'm not a mommy podcast. But if there's anything over there that I would fit, I'll go ahead and, and um, list it there and, you know, 
like Jim said, is it going to bring me a ton of traffic? No, but if nothing else, it's a link back to my website, which may or may not uh, be something that, that Google says, uh, you know, hey, this guy's more authoritative because he's got more links to it. Because uh, in some cases, those links may not, what, what's the old no link? There's some sort of attribute that people can put so that you don't get any Google juice from that. But it's worth doing. It takes, um, I don't know, maybe an hour to, to go through all those. And, you know, yeah, my work in my workflow, it's about an hour to get all those things uploaded and tagged. And, you know, every single one of those has its own um, specialty, though. And those guys are working hard, especially the small ones. They're working hard to get their platform out. And, and you know, being early on Clamor, Dave, is going to get us some some benefit with them, right? Yeah. They were very kind to us by being early in that. And so there's some advantages to, and I would call Clamor a directory. So, you know, it, it helps to be out early. I'm on Audio Mac, like nobody has heard of Audio Mac, right? A-U-D-I-O-M-A-C-K, audiomac.com. I'm out there. It's, is it going anywhere? I don't know. Could it? Sure. It takes me two minutes to upload to Audio Mac and have a, and have a, you know, a, a, a show out there. It's really designed for other things. But so, Devore, does that help on the directories? Does that help answer your question? It really does. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, uh, you know, I kind of miss the days of the BlackBerry. You know, there was BlackBerry, there was Windows Zoom. Um, you know, if we go way back in the day, Yahoo, before iTunes made an, a podcast directory, and then when iTunes came out, Yahoo was one of the people that went, ah, never mind, which which is one of the bad sides of, of Apple coming into the place. So many people, um, I forget the name of it, the guy that made Twitter had a um, um, podcasting kind of directory slash deal. And when Apple came in, they went, all right, well, we're done. I was like, oh, all, all the competition just ran away. So. Don't um don't get don't confuse though, Devorah, and this is from the chat room, not from you, but don't confuse hosting and directories. So some of these things that we've listed can be your hosting. Like Spreaker is a directory. It also can be hosting, right? And so when I when I say I'm uploading things there, it doesn't mean I'm using their RSS feeds. So like some of them don't have great RSS feeds. I don't care. I have my I do self-hosting, I have my own RSS feed, right? Those things are taken care of. So I'm not taking, I don't use the RSS feed for Podomatic, so to speak. We talked about that uh, on last week's show. We don't use it, right? But I use the service because I get 150 listens out there every single week. Well, guess what? That's a little, just a little bit under what the average podcaster gets. And I'm getting that on one of those services. So for me, it's important enough to be out there. Um, so just don't confuse. And this is for, um, this is for uh, who mentioned this in the chat. Uh, so Jason Bryant said they don't provide an RSS feed, so it's not a good option for full-time hosting. Yeah, don't confuse directories or RSS. Don't feel like if you're on a directory that has an RSS that you have to use it. You don't. You can just use a service for what it is. Yeah, and... and well, I was reading an, Go ahead. I was reading an article the other day about uh, someone was recommending that you upload your audio to Facebook and I was wondering your thoughts about that versus posting a link to maybe iTunes or Spreaker or something like that. Yeah, I um, I use Libsyn for for um, some of my shows, and Libsyn actually has it. You can set up to where it automatically just paste to a, a page. Um, I think it's worth you know. I, I know I believe Libsyn ha- works on both Facebook and Twitter to where you actually get a player when you just link to the audio. Uh, you know, go where your audience is and if they want to listen there, the, the bad news is, you know, you might want to put a link and then a link to your iTunes feed so that if they like it, oh, by the way, click here to, you know, subscribe, rate and review, um, you know, anywhere. I always try to, uh, to do that. And, um, that is something I, when you just said that, I'm like, you know, that's something I don't do. I think it's set up to go to my Facebook page, but I don't really promote my Facebook page a lot. And, uh, remind me to talk about that later, Jim. Well, Hey. Dave, the question is, do you want them to listen to you on Facebook or do you want them to listen to you on your site, right? And I think yeah. the question is you want to drive them back to your site. Yeah. So, Devorah, my answer would be you send them back to your site. Uh, it's mm-hmm. great. It, it's convenient. Or maybe you do both. <laughs> so maybe when the show comes out, you first post a link that goes back to your site and some people will follow it from there. And then a day or two later, you upload it to Facebook so it's there. You can never underestimate the power of doing things in multiple ways on multiple platforms. It's just like Twitter, right? Most people only check Twitter through their stream every so often. So if you only post to Twitter once, 
chances are most of your followers aren't even going to see it. And so you have to create multiple consistent, but not annoying. This is the trick, right? You can't, you don't want to be seen as a spammer. And I've done that to my audience. I've spammed them. They hate me for it when I, when I've done it, but you want to pull post it multiple times. So don't underestimate taking one item and doing it multiple ways, different ways on the same platform to get, to let people know. Facebook may be one of those where you do it that way. Post your site first. And then maybe then in a couple of days later, you post the actual audio there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and these will all be kind of, I'm, I'm checking some stats behind the scenes. Uh, I know everybody loves SoundCloud and as I'm looking at this, it's, it's less than 10% of my audience, more like five because I don't promote SoundCloud. And like Jim said, wherever you're at, you kind of got to work these places. So to me, I just upload it and there it is. And if you want to find it, there it is. I have no idea, you know, except for, um, you know, are these bots or these actual people clicking these, you know, they, they do give you a little bit of information as to where, um, you know, where people listen to these, but it's, uh, because I've had people say this, um, you know, again, kind of differentiating here between directories and, and hosting. I've had people switch hosting. They're like, well, now that I'm on Libsyn, I'm going to get more downloads. And I'm like, no, not really. Uh, you know, it doesn't, um, you know, obviously you should have a great host. But if you're on Podbean and you switch to Libsyn, it's the same content. If if your content is uh, caca poo poo, uh, it, it doesn't really matter who's serving it. So. But uh, the directories are definitely worth doing. And like I say, you can uh, you can go over and list your, your RSS feed on all those in about an hour. And the great thing is, once those tools are listening to your RSS feed, when you update your website and you update your RSS feed, those websites then automatically update. So it's worth doing. Fantastic. And are we supposed to mention our podcast? Absolutely. Sign off? Yes. Alrighty. My podcast is Podcasting Success Secrets for Authors and Entrepreneurs at PodcastingSuccessSecrets.com. Thank you guys for this community show each week. I love it and love the interaction on the chat and love all the knowledge and experience that you share with us. So thank you. Oh, thanks. Uh, you bet. Take care. Great talking to you, Deborah. Gary thanks. Leland says in chat, uh, you know, he doesn't really care if they go to his site or not as long as they listen. And and that's actually a super valid point too, yeah. in the sense that, you know, at the end of the day, if you're doing your podcast, right, you've got all your stuff embedded in your podcast. So it, it doesn't, you know, whether it's on your site or on Facebook, that's kind of why I like the double tap idea. You know, we, last week we talked about the content double tap, right? Reusing your content in different ways to get that done. And so that's why I think doing it on Facebook, both methods, right? You still, I still like the idea when you can bring folks over to your site, right? There's some branding opportunities there. It's a, a chance for stuff to see other things that you're doing, right? So if you can drive them to your site, I think you do. But to, to Gary's point, Gary's very, very, uh, uh, very successful with this. So, you know, uh, but to, to Gary's point, at some point, just give them an easy way to listen and make sure they're actually listening. Right? And then, so and, and then, Always make sure to mention your website in your podcast right. and, and drive them back. Yeah, Bill uh, asked, why do people like SoundCloud? Um, uh, here's why. It's, um, there's a thing where um, there's a great documentary on Netflix about this guy named Shep. I want to say Gordon. He's managed Alice Cooper for like 42 years without a contract. It's an amazing story of relationships and, and kind of thinking outside the box and things like that. And he decided to uh, manage Anne Murray, who was this folk singer uh, from Canada. And he worked it to where Alice was this out of control at this point. He had it. There was a drinking club. It was him, John Lennon, um, Jim Morrison, and somebody else. And they had a name for this group, whatever it was. And he said, guys, Alice, you got to get those guys to go to this, this gig and stand next to Anne Murray. So they did. And they took a picture and that, that picture went viral. This is back in the days of, of, you know, the seventies, there wasn't really viral, but she got so much attention just because like, well, if John Lennon's standing next to her, I probably should know that person. And so SoundCloud has this reputation of like this great media hosting that, um, you know, Clamor has a thing built into it. You can upload from SoundCloud and it's just every time you turn around, there's SoundCloud. And then you're like, well, it must be awesome. Meanwhile, their RSS feed has uh, been said that it's it's missing categories uh, or different tags for iTunes. Like it's not fully 100% functional. 
Um, and at the time, it was cool because it played on Twitter and it played on Facebook. Well, now companies like Lipson have done that too. So they've yeah. kind of lost some of their specialty. And the other thing that, that most people are not talking about, they're still trying to make money. They're not profitable. They're on. They're looking for Schedule D funding, which usually means if you don't get it, uh, the plug gets pulled. And there are some folks that say within a year or two, if SoundCloud doesn't turn this thing around, you know, somebody's either going to buy them and then, you know, kind of like uh, other companies have done, you get bought and then get shut down. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been kind of a head scratcher when it comes to SoundCloud. Well, it's a tool. They, and, they, man, they got a great PR group mm-hmm. going on there, right? That's That's been their strength. And, and I think a lot of the other, um, you know, a lot of the other host providers have caught up. Right, they they have Spreaker has certainly caught up to them and maybe even surpassed them. Uh, Mixler, uh, maybe from that standpoint, from a live standpoint, you know, Mixler's strength is not hosting your pod, you know, hosting your podcast. Streaming is what their strength is. You can host them there, but not great. You know, the listening options on the backside are not great after that. But so a lot of them have caught up, and and so it's one of those kinds of things that uh, I I think they're on. You know, they're 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 struggling a little bit, but it is. Man, it is a great platform. It's got some. It does. It does. You can embed their player and stuff, and it just looks cool. Yeah, right? they have a, the coolest looking player that's out there, and so. And I, it's it's just yeah. I, I was uh, talking with some of the folks at Lipson, um, you know, at NMX, and I, I know some of their support people are like, yeah, that's that's on the list of things because the Lipson player works. It's just really boring. You know? Yeah, well, it's just like you know to go back. It's just like anything. SoundCloud will work for you if you work it. I mean, uh, yeah. any of these will work for you. I mean, if you are driving your traffic to them, you will see numbers, right? If if they are an easy way for your people to connect, uh, you know, I Podomatic's RSS feed will work for you if you promote it, right? It's just, it's one of those kinds of things. Are you promoting it? There's, I don't know if there's anything besides new and noteworthy. I don't know if there's any other service that you go on that's going to give you a lift if you hit those, if you hit some kind of promotional on that. You know, we were on the front page, uh, Gallup, the Gallup webcast were on the front page of Spreaker for four weeks, right? They do a weekly, you know, uh, they do a weekly promotion where you're the big square and then you move, then they have four squares down below it. And so you, then you move into the bottom squares and you move across and then you drop off and it's a nice four or five week promotion schedule. I didn't see any uplift in my webcast numbers from Spreaker when that was happening, right? So it, it, you know, you're like, well, okay, iTunes is really new noteworthy is really the only one I think we could say that is giving that kind of a lift. The only reason you're doing it is because you might, well, let me give you, I think the way I do it. So, um, so for example, and let me think which one does it. There's one of the services that's really good. That looks really good on Pinterest. By the way, I have a document, uh, in, in, um, Google docs that says, where do I post? And it's a document of every place I post to with the links so that, cause you know, I have a lot of them. That's kind of my workflow. I have like a, when I go through it, I have, yeah, a, you I have a tip. If you're, okay. Use, if you're using Google Chrome, put those in a folder and you can right click on the folder and say, open all bookmarks in a new window or a new, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So if you have them all in a folder, just right click and boom, they just all open yeah. up. It's a good way to document, right? Yeah. Every place you post to. And so, you know, I go, I do YouTube, Spreaker, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Shout Engine, uh, uh, Audio Mac, Archive.org, right? That's just a list of the place that, that I go to. And so, um, as I, as I go through this list, like Audio Boom looks really good in Pinterest. So that's the one I post to Pinterest, right? So I've gone through and I've checked, okay, what looks good? What players are maximized for these platforms? And so, you know, I've chosen that. Uh, Vimeo looks really good in Tumblr, right? It's way better than your YouTube. And so when I'm posting to Vimeo, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use the, the, the uh, audio boom player to do that. And so it's one of those, again, it's one of those things. And while we're on the topic of it, let me show you. I got my new uh, business cards this week. Oh. I got them. I needed them Tuesday and Wednesday, and I got them Wednesday afternoon. Nice. That work. But look at my card there, and look what I put on the back there to find me. Right? Nice. It's all, all the various, and maybe it's probably this way that looks better, right? But all the various places you can find me. So the front of the card here, this is branded mm-hmm. with my own website. Find us here, YouTunes, blah, blah, blah. And then on the back, I highlighted the other shows that I'm on. I think there's one on there called Ask the Podcast Coach. I saw that. Right on there, yeah. And then the various social places you can find me. So 
again, uh, some of those take advantage of what they're best at. Vimeo looks great on Tumblr. And so take it, take advantage of, of those and, and use them in that way. Yeah, that's uh, it's weird. I went over to audio boom. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure I sniffed this at one point. Yeah. There's nothing on their website about like, just download the app, listen anywhere, click here. To, um, like, how much is it? Like what's, you know, I, oh, I know sure. the pricing for, to be a podcaster on there to be for pricing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you got to go down below. You got to go to the bottom. And I think it says, it's just pricing at the bottom. I, uh, Here, here's not on the page I'm at. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me look. Here's the advantage I had with audio boom is again, I was in early and uh-huh. they approached me and said, Hey, we'd love to give you their, you know, their services are not cheap. And I use them because uh, I get them for, for, for Free. next to nothing. Yeah. 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 Full disclosure. I mean, I get them for next to nothing. But, um, you know, I'm taking advantage of what they, um, you know, what they have available. I think you go to the Mort. Let's see. Hold on. Let me, yeah. Go to the Mort up on the top where it says more. Drop that down and go to getting started. Maybe I have the wrong. I have audioboom.com. Yeah. No, that's right. They changed their name. Okay, so yeah. I see. And I so see. across the channels, and you see more uh, upper right hand side. There should be a more. No, I see no, log in. Not, it's really weird. Let oh, because you're not logged in. Yeah, log out. Well, not to bore people with yeah. it, but while we're <laughs> talking about it, their free account, unlimited posts, and a max duration of about ten minutes uh, for their free plan. So that's more designed for communication. That was their original roots. Uh, the plus account about sixty. Well, this is in. I think these are in uh, whatever that is. That, that's not the euro. That must be lira. Uh, Fifty to sixty bucks a year, let's say, and then they have a channels where you contact them. Were you were you putting that up so I could see the? Oh, let me uh, let me go back. What, I was going to show you what. What, what I like about Audio Boom is their Android player is really good. I mean, it is like, so if you were talking about somebody subscribing an easy way, now we should talk about the new subscribe feature here for Android when we think about Blueberry, Yeah, Dave. Let's talk about that here in a second. But one of those things where you can grab somebody's phone and you're like, you want to quick subscribe them to, Audio Boom has been a good place for me to be to be able to do that. It's an easy setup. So this, click, uh, this, this, well, I guess it's going to force you to log in maybe. It's either point. you either log in or create an account well, down here. Unlimited, go, well, go up to the unlimited or there's a link at the very top. Unlimited listening with a free account. Is that not a that click? That is not a link. No. And I got why sign up, which gives me really almost nothing. Uh, if I go continue, it takes me back here. I got nothing. That's it's, ah, So they kind of force you into a, a sign up. Yeah. Uh, into a sign-up mode. Yeah, you're either signing up or you're listening, one of the two. And I was like, well, that's not, you know, you're asking me to well, sign up. I don't know what I'm signing up for. It's like, okay. Yeah, scroll down a little bit for me. So let's just see what's in the, share your that's voice. It. That's as far as it goes. That's interesting. It. All right, well, interesting. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for doing that. It was really, really small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a user for them, the point is, I don't want you all to go to Audio Boom and sign up, right? The point right. is, Use use these services for what they're good at, and uh, and and you know they they can work for you. I get I had one of my shows hit something on Audio Boom, and it did thirty five hundred listens, right? And I was like, okay, I'll take that, right? I mean, that's now all of, the rest of them do. Audio Boom's got a great little player you can bet on your site that I use as a jukebox on my site. We've talked about that before. And that gets me three to 500 listens every, you know, or three to 500 clicks, let's say. I have no idea if they're listening all the way, but three to 500 clicks. It's good exposure. So let's talk about um, the new Blueberry. Yeah, that's a, a new feature. Uh, subscribe on android.com, I believe, if I remember right. Um, this is interesting. Um, and what we need to do now is, um, yeah, you'll basically go in there. I might as well uh, show this since we're doing video as well. So I will explain what's going on. Anybody listen to the audio after the show? Um, you basically put your RSS feed in here and hit subscribe on Android, and it gives you a little button to put on your website. And right now, I think we have, uh, if you're you know a developer, they give you the code. And I guess it just, you know, you copy and paste this into your code, and you're, you're good to go. And if... Somebody clicks on this, you know, here, if I go for podcasters, what does that give me? Yeah. We need to basically contact some folks and say, hey, put this in your software because when you have that button on your website, 
it will take them to subscribe on android.com and automatically launch that software that's on their phone and subscribe. And if they don't have that software on their phone, it will say, here are a bunch of providers that, you know, you can use to subscribe on an Android. So we're trying to get Android people to kind of come on board here. And I know originally they had a list of people, which I think was just called podcast addict or something like that. I forget the name of the the program. Um, But it's kind of interesting because now it's up to us. I know Todd and the gang over there are already pushing um, or nudging, I guess would be a a more polite word to, uh, to get these developers to implement this technology because it's, it's, you know, it's not a blueberry thing at the very top. It says provided by blueberry, but other than that, it's, uh, it's, you know, whitelisted for back a better phrase. You know, anybody can use it. They're not pimping anybody. They're not saying, Hey, while you're here buy hosting, uh, it's just trying to get that Android audience to, uh, connect. And in theory, it should be really, really cool. We've just got to get the beyond pods and the dog catchers and, you know, everybody else on Android that has an Android app to, you know, copy and paste that code. Uh, and I, I, I think it was podcast addict. I want to say that was the, the name of the app. And I guess the, the developer said, I just copied and pasted that code. It took like, you know, five, 10 minutes. So it's not anything hard. And uh, I'll be interested to see uh, how this goes. It'll be be fun to see. What I what I need to do is fi- figure out a way, and I'm sure there is, to change my links. So if you go to theaverageguy.tv slash subscribe, that's my subscribe page. And to change those links so that if you're on my subscribes page and you click it, it does the same exact thing, right? It takes you to this page, embeds the link, and then hits the action so that works. So I'll have to figure out how to do that. Because I don't, I don't want... I could I could tell the average Android user, okay, go to go to subscribe on android.com and then but then it says enter your podcast URL. Well, nobody's going to enter my podcast URL there. It's going to have to be they're going to have to be fed that in some way. So I'd still rather have them come to my page and then use the power of this page to automatically invoke that player on Android. Yeah, and um just to to show you how this would work, I believe on Ask the Podcast Coach I'm using PowerPress for my feed, if I remember right. Uh, and what you would do is you would just take your feed. So I'm going to go in here to PowerPress and get my feed real quick. So here it is. I'm going to right-click on that and choose Copy Link. So I went into PowerPress. I went into Settings. I went into Feeds. And now I basically paste that here. I go to Subscribe on Android.com. And simply paste my feed where it says enter podcast feed URL. And I click on subscribe on Android. And oh, there it is. That's the podcast addict and podcast republic. So these are the two apps currently that have it. And there's the button. And I would just basically highlight that code. Uh, I'll do that. I'll go over here under my widgets in WordPress. And of course, because we're sharing our screen, sharing your screen always makes things seem to slow down a bit and I believe it's the prime. Yeah. So I'll, I'll drag a uh, text widget here. Here we go. And I will throw that uh, under free subscription. I'll paste that code and I'll just put subscribe on Android. And when I click on save, it's just that easy. It slices, it dices, it even Julie ends. And so anytime you want to throw anything on a widget, yeah, there it is. Subscribe on Android. And so now if somebody clicks on that, now I'm not on Android, so it says, hey, why don't you download an app? But I also have the button here. So yeah, it's, it's really, and here it is. I would just subscribe on Android. So there's my feed. And down here it's saying subscribe on Android.com, and then it's got my feed. So if I click on that, yeah, it's going to take me here. It's going to say, well, you know, here's the two apps you can get. And uh, off they go. So it's, it's, it takes all of two seconds. And so now we've got two people that are, or two developers that have done that. It'll be great when we get, you know, to me, let's get Beyond Pod and Dog Catcher. And is Pocket Cast on Android as well? Um, yes. But yes, if we can, if we can get the biggies from, uh, from those folks, then that'd be really, really cool. So. But uh, that's exciting. We'll see, you know, because it, it has yeah. been, I know Rob Walsh from Lipson is always showing how it's like six to one 
on iOS versus Android in terms of uh, downloads. So awesome. Uh, last, thing, last thing I should say before we get out the door. Um, for years, I've been um, using Facebook for family only. And I've had lots of people uh, request to be my friend. And I'm always like, hey, I really I, I like you a lot. I just don't want to have a whole bunch of podcasting stuff in my family only Facebook thing. And uh, somebody went, uh, hey, Dave, um, just start another Facebook. And I went, oh, yeah. So if you go to facebook.com slash school of podcasting, that will be the Dave Jackson that will be talking and, and posting, you know, uh, podcasting stuff and things like that. So if you were rejected because you weren't my, you know, because we didn't share blood, uh, we share podcasting blood. And uh, you can find that at facebook.com slash School of Podcasting. And I'm, I think that'll work. I, I, I basically told, because it was the very first Facebook um, thing I ever did back in the day. I had to, to uh, pull up my old password. It was an old address and dusted it off. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. So that, uh, that'll be something that I'll be playing with now because uh, I hear so much about Facebook. And I've always been just, I, to me, I love watching my great nephew um, grow up on Facebook. And I just didn't want to get uh, bombarded with a bunch of uh Here's my new episode. And so now when I'm in that mode, I can, can go to that mode and and catch up on all my podcast buddies, my other, my podcasting family, and then in my actual nieces and nephews and cousins. I got a, a niece that's leaving for Florida, and everybody in Ohio is uh, wanting to uh, kick her because she's going to be living in 80-degree weather all the time. She got a job at Disney. So kudos to Emily. Sweet. Yeah, so we're here every week, every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, thanks for the chat room. Thanks for everybody calling in. Thanks to uh, to Bill and Devora, and uh, as always, the chat room. And uh, Jim, where can everybody find you? Everything is out at theaverageguy.tv. There you go. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And uh, speaking of networks, I need to boost this more. Uh, I haven't officially, officially launched this, but uh, this podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Uh, you can find that at powerpodcasting.com because I'm actually thinking of switching the theme, of course, because that's what podcasters do. We're never happy. It's a it's a work in progress. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, if anybody cares, my T-shirt is courtesy of Teespring. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash Teespring and uh, get your own T-shirt. Uh, that is T-E-E Spring. So take care, and we will see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Yada, yada, yada. Mammer, mammer, mammer. How many seconds do we have we left? Have 14 seconds. Here's the 10 seconds is the biggie. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>